Ah, well, the night has finally come, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And I want to, tonight, consider just one reason with you that Jesus came to be with us. Now, on Sunday, we did this very same thing. We talked about one reason that Jesus came, and that was to secure our resurrection from the dead and bring eternal life with him. Uh, that solves one of our greatest problems in the whole world, the, the very truth that, that our death is coming and there's nothing we can do about it. Jesus came to solve that for us. We looked at that this Sunday morning. And this morning, we look at another great problem that Jesus coming to earth solves for us. And the single word for that problem is, is sin, our sin. And if you wonder what that means, uh, it's the very truth that there is a real right and wrong out there in the universe, and we all have broken it. None of us have measured up to it. Now, many of us would say, yeah, we believe there's a real right and wrong out there. It's possible to do right. It's possible to do wrong. There's a real moral standard out there that every human on earth is held to. Some of us wouldn't want to say that. We'd like to say, no, I have my right and wrong, and you have your right and wrong, and I'll do me, and you do you, and we'll be okay. But we show that none of us really believe that when somebody wrongs us, right? Or when we see someone wrongs someone else, and you get a little feeling in you like some injustice has been done. Not because you expect the world to abide by your moral standard, I hope you don't expect the whole world to abide by your expectations, but because you sense that out there, there is a real right, a real wrong, a real standard that not just you, but every human is held to. And when we see someone breaking it, we know that wrong has been done. Why are we quick to be judgmental when we see people doing wrong? Well, when, we, when we are, we show that we know there's a real right and wrong. And if we're honest with ourselves, none of us have kept that moral code. None of us have kept that right and wrong. And that means that if there is a real God in heaven, and if he is as holy as the Bible says that he is, then we're in trouble. We're in a predicament. That is the problem that Jesus came to solve that we look at tonight, his coming to earth to save us and secure our forgiveness. Would you look with me at Matthew 1, verse 21. We'll read just one verse this evening, and we'll spend some time considering what it means together. The Spirit says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The words of the Lord. Through those words, an angel of the Lord points us to the salvation of Jesus Christ, whose birth we celebrate tonight. These words came to Joseph in a dream, and they were delivered by an angel. What had happened was Joseph, the father of Jesus, was engaged to a woman named Mary, and she was found to be pregnant, to be with child before they got married. And so he put two and two together and reasoned that she had been unfaithful to him and that she probably had no intention of keeping her marriage vows to him if she were to make them. And so he decided he needed to end the engagement. Uh, but he cared for her. He was a just man, and he didn't want to ruin her life or shame her in front of everybody by putting her sin in front of everybody. And so he decided he wanted to do it quietly uh, for her sake. 
So as he's thinking about all of this, the angel appears to him and says, no, Joseph, don't, don't be afraid to receive Mary as your wife because the child in her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and, and she'll give birth to a son, the words we just read. Call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And in the course of time, Joseph obeyed the angel. He received Mary as his wife. Uh, he did not know her until she gave birth to the son, and he took the son in his arms as his own, and he named the baby Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, names in the Bible are important. If you ever want to understand a character in the Bible, look up what their name means, and that might tell you something about their life and why they're there in the story. This is especially true when God gives the name, which doesn't happen very often. Usually, it's just the parents naming the child, just like we do. But when God gives a name, it's very important, and it tends to usher in a new era in human history or in the history of the people of God. For instance... Abram's name was changed to Abraham. God gave him a new name, right? And his meaning of his name went from father to father of a multitude. God said, you're going to be father of a multitude of nations. Not only was that true and important, but it brought a new era in the history of the people of God. Now the sons of Abraham would be the people of God. Later on, when they had rebelled greatly, become very unfaithful, the Lord began to sever their relationship. Their own sin put a barrier between them and God. And the prophet Hosea rose up to give prophecy to them. And his wife became pregnant. And the Lord said to him, give this child a name, Jezreel, because I'm going to avenge Jezreel. And then she became pregnant again. And the Lord said, call this son, not my people, because you are not my people anymore. I'm not your God anymore. And then the third son he said, the Lord said, call that one no mercy because I'm not going to have mercy on you anymore. I may have those last two mixed up. But the idea is they now enter into a new season where they're, they're more cut off from God. They're less God's people than they used to be. And things get dark until the Lord gives another baby a name and it's this baby. And his name is Jesus. So what's the name mean? Whatever it means, it's a big deal. A new era for us, a new era for the people of God. What does the name Jesus mean? It means the Lord is salvation or the Lord saves. And so he's called Jesus, which means the Lord saves because he will save his people from their sins. This brings a new era for God's people. So I have lots to say tonight, but all of it comes down to this one thing. Jesus' name tells us a very important reason that he came, to save his people from their sins. That must be very important because his very name is wrapped up in it, right? And this detail comes up over and over again in the Advent stories. So often this theme of, of being saved from our sins or being forgiven for our sins just, just comes out. For instance, uh, you ever noticed in the book of Luke, John the Baptist's birth is given so much attention. He's almost a, a, a going there along with Jesus the whole time. Why is John the Baptist given so much attention here? And when he's finally born, his father gives prophecy and he says, this child will prepare the way to receive forgiveness of sins and salvation. Right? Why is John so prominent? He's going to ready the people to receive salvation and forgiveness of their sins. Uh, 
the angels appearing to the shepherds. That's a wonderful story. Is I think my favorite Christmas songs are about that. Why, is that. why is that story so important in the Bible? Because of what the angels say. I will bring you good news for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. It's a very important reason why he came. Why the details in, the, in being announced to Mary that she's going to be born of a virgin and the child would be, he's going to be born of a virgin, the child would be called holy. Why is this such an important detail in the birth stories? Well, because to save his people from their sins, he must be both God and man. So he must be born, but he must be born of a virgin and conceived by the Holy Spirit. This point comes up over and over in the Advent stories. A very important reason Jesus came is to save his people from their sins. That's the main point there tonight. Uh, If we were to look at the whole book of Matthew and the whole New Testament, we could unfold a little more of what it means. You might have questions. Well, who are his people who get saved, right? Is it everybody? Is it just some? Is it Israel? Is it the church? Who, Who is it? Or how can I become one of his people? Or why do I need to be saved from my sin? You may have all kinds of questions, and, and the Bible would give answers to those. Uh, one thing I would find so important to tell you is that we can infer from those words, if Jesus is coming to save his people from their sins, well, that tells you something about his people, doesn't it? Evidently, his people are sinners who need to be saved, right? And as the book of Matthew goes on, we find out something more about his kind of people. Not only are they sinners who need to be saved, but they know it. They're well aware that they're sinners who need to be saved. And so one thing I want to tell you tonight is that to become one of his people, you must first see yourself as that very thing, as a sinner who needs to be saved. You have to see yourself as a sinner who needs to be saved in order to become one of his people. As the story would go on, John the Baptist would grow up and he would start to preach before Jesus preaches to prepare the way for him. And his preparation led the people to respond by confessing their sins to God and by repenting of their sins. So to be ready to receive that Jesus, they confessed their sins and became very aware of how much they had sinned before God. And it is the same for us, too. If we are not aware of our sinfulness before God, we're not ready to receive Jesus as Savior. The way has to be prepared, as John the Baptist had to prepare the way for Jesus with us, realizing how sinful we are and have become. We see this another way in the kind of people who are drawn to Jesus when he's on earth. Now, you would think that when God comes to earth, you know, those gaudy people, those really religious people would be the ones that would be the first ones to receive him, right? And the very last ones to receive him would be the people who are living their lives very far from God and aren't doing the right thing and the scoundrels and those kind of people. What we find as we turn through the pages is that the most religious people in Israel hated him. They couldn't stand him. And yet the scoundrels, the tax collectors who daily heard things like you're ruining our country, you traitors, and, and the, the prostitutes and the thieves and the people who knew they'd gone so far they could never come back. Well, they were really his people, weren't they? They're the ones he hung out with all the time and they were drawn to him. Why were they drawn to him? Because they knew that they needed someone to save them from their sins and that is why he came. The same is true for us. 
if we see ourselves as so good that we don't need to be saved, well, we're not ready to receive him. But if we see ourselves as ones in deep need of salvation, then we are prepared. Then the way is prepared as John the Baptist prepared the way for him. People who believe that they are righteous before God uh, actually tend to react very poorly when you tell them they need to be saved. Uh, it, it would be something like if you walked up to Colts running back Jonathan Taylor and you said to him, you know, your game's a little weak these days, but don't worry, I, I can help. If you'll listen to me, I could make you a good running back. You could even run in the NFL one day. Yeah, if you listen to me, right? What's he going to do, right? He's either going to laugh at you because he's not taking you seriously, or if he does take you seriously, he's going to scoff at you and be offended and probably be angry because he knows that he's a great running back. He's going to pull out his 17 touchdowns this year and 1,500 yards he's gotten so far this year and, and say, excuse me, right? Now, there's one difference here. He actually is an excellent football player. But for people who are deceived into thinking that they are righteous, when they hear that they need to be saved, it's the very same reaction, isn't it? Uh, it's either laughter because they don't take the word of the Lord seriously, or it's scoffing and anger. It's offense, right? Because those of us that think we're righteous, we're offended at the thought that we would need to be saved in that way. Uh, there are only a few forms of self-righteousness then that you see in the scriptures, but in a pluralistic world like ours, there are many, many forms of self-righteousness, right? Like, I don't need to be saved because I'm not like those other people, right? Those right-wingers that are homophobic and bigoted and are ruining our country. Or if you just go over to the other side, uh, I don't need to be saved because I'm not like those leftists who are ruining our country, right? I'm better than them, and so I don't need to be saved. Or from one side, uh, I'm not like those people that say crazy things on Facebook. Like, I don't say dumb stuff on Facebook. I don't need to be saved because I'm not like them. Or over on this side, I'm not like those people who don't speak up, those people whose silence is violence, those people who never take a stand for justice. I don't need to be saved. So many forms of self-righteousness all over the place, but they all come down to one thing. I don't need to be saved because I'm better than those people and I'm not like those people. The Lord says, I came to save you from your sins. And I want you to know that if the cry of your heart is, I'm not like those other people, I want you to know you're not ready to come to Jesus Christ because you don't think you need to come to Jesus Christ. If you would come first, you must see, well, you know who has an anger problem? I do. I get angry at my, my kids and my wife and my family and my friends and people on the internet. The biggest anger problem in the world is me. Uh, or who says, uh, you, you know who's ruining our country? Uh, I am, because I keep sinning against my countrymen. But if you can come before God and see yourself as the sinner, then you're ready to come to Jesus Christ and receive salvations. The ones who are ready to come are the ones who read the book of Romans when it, when it quotes Psalm 14, there is no one who is righteous, not one. And they say, that's right, because I know I'm not righteous. The ones who read of Jesus separating the, the righteous sheep from the unworthy goats, and they say, I know which camp I belong in, right? I know which camp I have earned. Uh, 
I'm a goat through and through. Those are the ones who are ready to come to Jesus and receive salvation. He indeed came to save them from their sins. So you might also ask, how did he do that, right? How does his coming save us? Does he come grab us and take us up? How does that work? Uh, Later in the book of Matthew, we would see how he saved his people from their sins. It was by pouring out his blood, or you could say by dying for them. Uh, He would later, uh, the night before he is betrayed uh, to be crucified, after which he would rise from the dead, he's having a, a supper with his disciples and he would lift up a glass and he would say, uh, this is the cup of the new covenant, which is pour, poured out, my blood poured out for many, right? for the forgiveness of sins. So he comes to save us from our sins. How does he do it? By dying and pouring out his blood. Now, why would it work that way, you might wonder? Why is it that this one dying saves people from their sins? That might seem like a strange arrangement to you. Couldn't there be some other way to do it? Well, the Bible teaches in so many places that the wage of sin is death. It prepares the people to understand that through the sacrifices in the Old Testament where an animal dies to pay for their sins. Uh, But no animal could pay for their sins forever. They had to keep offering more and more animals uh, to be fully and forever saved from your sins Some one perfect has to die. And so Jesus goes and offers himself, right? That's why it's so important that he's born of a virgin, right? God and man, he's perfect. That's why it's so important that he lived a sinless life. If he had sinned and then died, he'd just be dying for his own sins, but he didn't sin it so he can die for our sins, bring many sons to glory because he never sinned himself. So the the way that he saves his people from their sin is by pouring out his blood, by dying. Okay, so so far I've said to become one of his people, first you have to see yourself as a sinner that needs to be saved. And And then how does he do this? By pouring out his blood, he saves us from our sin. Biggest question here, okay, how do I become one of his people? Can I become one of his people? If you can see your great need for salvation before God, for the forgiveness of your sins, the way you become one of his people is by receiving this Jesus Christ in faith. The book of John says uh, many of his own did not receive him, but those who did receive him, who believed upon his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. You're going to become one of the people of God, one of the children of God. What must you do? Believe in his name. Look to him for that salvation that you need and receive him in that way. Martin Luther once said that there was a point when he was studying the Bible that Jesus went from being the savior of the world to being his savior, to being the one who earned the forgiveness of sins for the world to the one who earned forgiveness for his sins. If you want to become one of the people of God, that, that's the step that you need to make as well. He's, he's, he's not just the savior of the world. He's my savior too. And he didn't just die for the sins of the world. He died for my sins as well. Those people who, who are willing to see themselves as sinners that need to be saved, those, those scoundrels, those, those tax collectors, those prostitutes, those ones that he welcomed into his arms who would receive him in faith. Those are the ones who he looks to and he says, those are my people. 
and I came to earth to save them from their sins. May that be true of you evermore. Let's pray together.